Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith. I am a stress reduction coach who is all about helping you significantly reduce your stress so that you can actually enjoy your daily life. Now, the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now, I just want to give you, give ATB, really, a, a quick shout out. It's getting to be uh, the, the last quarter of the year shortly, guys. We're almost into October. And this is the time of year, honestly, when most donations happen, when a lot of people think about upping their charitable giving. And ATB do this incredible thing called ATB Cares. So if you go to atbcares.com, when you make a donation, ATB covers the transaction and the credit card fees on all the donations made through that site. It issues automatic tax receipts to their donors through the Canadian Online Giving Foundation, and it matches 15% of all donations made to Alberta-based non-religious charities. And this is up to a maximum of almost a quarter of a million dollars every year. So it's kind of like, do you want to see your donation uh, increased by 15%? Like, it, it's just an incredible program. This episode is also brought to you in part by the Alberta Health Services, and they have a message for you. We uh, tend to be going, and I know I've been guilty of this, to emerge or urgent care a little bit more often than we need to be. So this ad should give you a little bit of a sense as to when you do go to emerge and when you don't. Take it away. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. I would definitely go to emergency if I broke my arm. If you stopped breathing or something's really wrong. If you had a cold, you should probably just go to a doctor and not into the emergency. Or clinic. If you have an emergency, we're here to help. If it's not an emergency, you have options. Take control of your health. Call 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. Okay, so today on the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the limitations that we all have on our time, on our energy, and how we handle that. The majority of people that I work with, women in particular, often um, cite overwhelm as their biggest hurdle. There isn't enough time, there's too much on their plate, and as a result of their stress, it can really hinder their efficiency. So everything takes longer and it can be harder. And stress can just lead to chronic fatigue, illness, physical or mental, and so much more. Stress really does a number on you. Overwhelm is intense, like it can feel like an elephant on your chest or the floor sinking beneath your feet. And there are times when I have gotten up and my child has been awake multiple times in the night and I feel like a zombie and everything is harder. Like you just get less done, even though the to-do list is a mile long. Now, a while back, I came across Spoon Theory via social media, and it originated from a post by Christine Miserandino. I'm probably pronouncing that terribly wrong. You can find the link to the post in today's show notes, which are at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast dash 127. You'll see the link in the description wherever you're listening to this. So like I said, it was originated uh, from a post by Christine, Christine Miserandino as a way of explaining what it's like to live with a chronic illness uh, to her friend. So Christine lives with lupus, which makes everything more challenging. The spoon represents a unit of energy that you apply to an activity. So you start the day with a certain number of spoons, 10, 12, whatever, and there is no replenishing the supply until the next day. So especially if you're living with a chronic illness, like you go for a shower, that's a spoon. You drive to work, that's a spoon. Now, now I want to be super clear that it was meant as a metaphor for living with a chronic illness. 
and yet I know so many people who find the metaphor really helpful for their daily life, regardless of whether they have a chronic illness or not. So I don't want to offend anyone who is living with a chronic illness and feels like I'm trying to take away something or use my privilege. Like I'm really not. Like I said, I've lived with mental illness and I know the impact that made on doing everyday things and how much harder it was for me compared to a healthy individual. That said, I'm a big believer that if a metaphor is helpful for you, regardless of your health and what box you fit in, use it. As with any metaphor, theory, advice, or program, you take what works for you, what resonates for you, and you leave what doesn't. So I'm going to use the spoon theory as a way to talk about overwhelm and all the things that you want or you need to get done in a day. So the to-do list never ends, like it just doesn't. In a single day, we can only get so much done and our number of spoons is not gonna be identical to that of anyone else. So let's say you start the day with 10 spoons. For you, one spoon might be getting in some movement or eating a healthy meal or attending a work meeting. For someone else, a spoon may simply be getting out of bed. And I've had those days, right? You have to interpret the units of energy as they make the most sense for you. Ultimately, we have to make choices. If you have a limited number of spoons, and we all do, how do you use them? What makes the biggest impact on your day? And what is critical? It comes down to this or that for most of us, right? For, for many of us, we can actually do it all, just not all in a single day or a week or a, ve- or a year or a decade. So say, for example, I have a looming work deadline. My kids are sick. I'm trying to stay fit, and I'm in desperate need of a date night with my husband. Well, the spoons are going to have to be spent taking care of my kids, and maybe doing some work while they nap or sleep. This has been a real-life choice, often. Like, parents, you understand that. You cancel and postpone the meeting and the date night. You maybe do a home workout, or... You choose to use that spoon to rest because you know you're about to get whatever nasty bug your kids have. But what happens when it feels like you're behind on everything? This still happens to me. And just yesterday, which is why I wanted to talk about this today, I woke up feeling overwhelmed because I had competing deadlines from freelance clients. I was prepping for stress less than 90 days, which is ironic. I'm working on my physical health and so much more. I only have so many spoons. I only have so many choices, it's this or that. Now, I believe there are scenarios where you can get more spoons by borrowing from others. So I asked my husband for help. Even though I work from home, we pretended that I worked out of the home that day and I was able to plow through with an extra two hours of work in the evening to catch up without the kids interrupting me. And I also used a spoon to go swimming and bring down that sort of pent-up anxiety. Now, you might look at my day and have said, hey, if you didn't go swimming, you could have finished your work earlier. Maybe, yeah, true. But it's also about the process. Swimming meant that I was able to process, to reframe, to burn off energy, and to come into the afternoon of work with a mindset that made me more productive and efficient. I'm probably messing up spoon theory for any of you spoonies who are listening and reading, but this is how I interpret and use spoon theory on an average day. We cannot do it all in a 24-hour cycle. I can't tackle my finances, my health, my career, my family, and more in a single day. I can 
make incremental progress in some of those areas each day, but it's probably so small that I don't notice in the moment, and it's probably so small that I'm beating myself up for it. I want you to zoom out. Small hinges swing big doors. Little things make a difference over time. Now, I want to make a note on perspective. My son spent his first birthday in the hospital with RSV. And it was a really scary week for us. Um, I've never experienced anything like, hadn't experienced anything like it before. I haven't experienced anything like it since, thankfully. Um, But, you know, seeing your kid who literally was turning a year old, so he was nonverbal, tied up to machines and um, vomiting and coughing blood and all of those kinds of things, like in the middle of the night and alarms going off and doctors rushing in, like it was terrifying. And at the time, I had to take a full week off of work to be with him. And it's nuts looking back, but I felt guilty about missing so much work. It's ridiculous that I felt guilt when I had a critically ill child, but I think most of us feel bad to put extra work on others, right? Or it feels like we're going to have so much more to come back to, right? Like there's no such thing really as taking a break, like you put it off to another day. And looking back, yeah, I had to rearrange everything. I had to prioritize and I was with my child holding him every moment that he needed me. Do I regret taking that time off work? And do I feel guilty now? Not for a single second. But in the moment, I definitely did. In the moment, I was torn between wanting to be a good mother and not wanting to let people down in the workplace. So that's just my example of perspective and how what feels like a big deal now won't necessarily feel like a big deal down the line. Perspective is everything. And yet it rarely happens in real time. That's why I say zoom out or look back at scenarios where you felt overwhelmed or where you felt like you were making the wrong decision or whatever it is. And I bet you perspective will have given you a lesson to be taken away there. Overwhelm is huge, but you can tackle it by putting one foot in front of the other, even if those feet are leading you to bed. So get some rest. I hope this was helpful for you. If it is, uh, always give me a shout out. Follow me on Instagram at stresslessladies. And if this was helpful for you, please, uh, right now, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review for the podcast. It helps other people to find it. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,